So imagine creating 12 murals in 10 days, then add some festivals, and a few things to teach people about public art. Then recruit artists from across the globe, and some as well as here in our backyard. This is exactly what Sprocket Mural Works has done, not just one, but two times in the last two years. Sprocket Mural Works is a citywide mural project that works with neighborhoods, artists, and organizations to create vibrant community murals across Harrisburg. Hello, HYP Podcast listeners. This is Derek Weitzel, Executive Director of the Harrisburg Young Professionals. Thank you for listening in to our event series, How It's Built in the Berg, stories from Harrisburg area entrepreneurs and the companies that they have built here. For a fourth event of 2019, we got to hear from Jeff Kopis, who is behind the boom in the murals all around the city of Harrisburg. Larry Benda, co-founder and editor-in-chief of the Berg Magazine, takes the interview from here. I'm so delighted to be here tonight to interview Jeff at Sprocket. And uh, for me, for personal reasons, I I guess there are two. The first is because, so we've been doing this about a year and a half or so, and for the most part, we've been interviewing people who've started businesses. And that's really interesting because I love small business and Adam loves small business. He owns like 20 of them, something like that. Um, But this is different because this is an arts organization. And so it's not specifically business-oriented, really, although there's certainly an aspect to it. Of, there's an aspect to money, to just about everything that we do. But the second reason is because uh, the Berg has been very involved with Sprocket from the beginning. Um, Jeff's co-founder and organizer is Meg Caruso, who is the Berg's creative director. Uh, so she's near and dear to my heart. And um, we are... I guess full disclosure, we've been uh, the mural festival's media sponsor and we've helped, I guess, in a lot of other ways as well. So we've seen all these beautiful murals go up all around Harrisburg, adorning our city, making it a better place. So I'll just say thank you right now. Uh, just Thanks, just Larry. To start off, I'll just butter you up. <laughs> Perfect. With, and then he said he was going to grill me, so it's a good way to get it started. Then the hard come, as I said, you're going you're gonna to leave here all bloodied. And, you know, uh, Thanks, and I say a quick thanks yes. to, to HYP and Startup for hosting this. Uh, Startup was one of the home of one of our first murals in the city, one of our largest projects. And I work out of, co- out of Startup in the summer doing Sprocket stuff. So this is, feels like a very nice place to be today. So Jeff, so tell us a little bit about the start of Sprocket. How did, how did this great inspiration come about between with you and Meg to start this organization? Yeah, uh, so Meg, Meg Caruso, my co-founder, she's unable to be here tonight, but I'm happy to represent her and the whole organization. So it started, uh, we came at it from kind of two different tracks, uh, looking at how to do murals. So I was doing grad work at Penn State Harrisburg, and looking at the power of public art to build community and give voice to the underrepresented. I was doing that through adding art to blighted buildings, a partnership with Tri-County Community Action in Allison Hill, and really uh, through that research and through that 
work, I found really the power that public art has to bring people together, uh, not only to create something beautiful, but to share their hopes for that space, to share their dreams, and to get to know each other. And it's really hard to create something with someone and walk away without a connection. So when your hands are in doing work with other people, you're really connected to them. Uh, so it was through that that I, I got interested in murals and was really curious about how we could do something large here in Harrisburg. Uh, simultaneously, Meg, uh, as Larry mentions, the creative director of the Berg, she travels around and has seen cities that are covered in murals and just kind of got this mural bug. Uh, and she started coveting, coveting walls, so she would drive around she, the city. She does covet walls, yes. you're correct. So, so, so she, would, <laughs> she would drive around the city and take pictures of blank walls and be like, man, this would be a great mural. So. Uh, she, she has like this, this wonderful aura that she was just like, I'll just put this out into the universe and something will happen with it as she's driving around dreaming about walls. Uh, we both independently uh, approached a mutual friend, Liz Larrabee, uh, who was, yes, uh, one of the starters or co-founder of Makespace, uh, which was an artist collective, artist space that hosted a lot of interesting art things here in the city. We both approached her separately and said, we want to start a mural project. We want to start a mural project. And Liz was like, I need to connect you two. So we sat down, had a beer, and we're like, let's make murals. And so the big question is like, well, how, do you, how do you do that? Like, how do we go about a city and just start painting walls? And Liz was very helpful in boiling it down, and she's like, you don't have to make it that hard. I tend to run ahead and be like, man, what are we, how are we gonna structure this organization or what are we gonna do? Or what? And Liz was like, you need paint, you need artists, and you need a wall. And, and like, literally that's, that's, I mean, there's, there's much more that goes into it and we'll probably get into that, but, but those are really the, the principles there. You need artists, supplies, and a wall. But that's such a typical Liz Larrabee comment, isn't yeah, it? Because, yeah. because she, 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 we lost, we lost her to Washington a few years ago. Yes. But um, so yeah, so she would come up with these. She was a great idea person. She would come up with these great ideas, and then it was like, all right, how are we going to do that? And it really does necessitate though somebody who can really sit down and say, okay, we need to do this and this and this and this and this because it actually is kind of a complicated process when you get right down to it. Right, and so Liz did have this. She's way. a big idea person. Big idea That's person, right. and. Yep. And Meg and I are kind of doers, uh, and that has been in a role we've had to adjust as the organization has grown. Uh, but we're like, all right, let's just do it. Let's get our hands dirty. And it sounds like total oversimplification, but like, all right, let's just do it then. Let's just paint a wall. Yeah. So, what? Which wall was your first victim, and how did that come to be? Ah, yes. So this is a. I mean, this house rocket came to be so like. Inter intertwined with Harrisburg all around. Uh, so there was, so Meg and I had had these conversations about how do we do this? Same time, there happened to be an open call for a mural project that was being uh, sponsored by Barack Inc. So Barack was a arts organization, a community arts organization that painted murals around. Uh, Wendell, the, the man who started that, was sort of a mentor. I went to him to learn how to do some projects and he, so if you're ever up in Reservoir Park, around the water, the water tanks, you'll see murals. So Barack did that with uh, youth from Harrisburg. So he was holding a 
open call for artists to do a project at 3rd and Kelker, uh, facing a playground on what used to be the 3rd Street Gallery. 3rd Street Gallery? 3rd Street Studio? Studio, yeah. Yeah, 3rd third, third Street Studio. And so Meg, being a great designer, and, uh, put together a design for that project that ended up winning that project. Uh, she got paid for it. We got help from friends to do that project. Uh, most notably, Jacintha Clark, who, if you step out these doors and see the big flower out here, that's one of Jacintha's projects. She uh, works for Johnson and Griffith and does like restoration. She's, I could talk forever about Jacintha. She's, yeah, she's amazing. One of the most like badass people I've ever met. Um, forges and like restores paintings like. She's amazing, but anyways, so she she helped she helped Meg with that project too, uh, both scaling it up and then involving uh, kids from the neighborhood center right there, and so that project got funded. Meg was given a check for that project, and Meg said, "I'm not going to keep this. Let's roll this into what we want to do with the mural projects, and let's let's fund another project." Uh, so the next two projects that that rolled into was a project by Stephen Michael Haas. So this is a Stephen Michael Haas piece right here. Uh, the mural project that we did was on the side of High Voltage. It's on McClay Street near 7th. It's kind of like big, lots of energy. Stephen's doing a, a large project right now in New Cumberland, so I'm excited to see that unfold. And then we did that project and another one that will come to me. Hmm. I, I can't recall which was your... Yeah, I mean, me neither. All right. The Stephen Michael Haas one was... Okay. Yes. Yep, I remember that one. Okay. Um, and what, why, are, why are you specifically interested in the, the muraling art form? The, the city has, is great and has so many great stories and so many unique individuals that all bring a perspective to our region that I think gives us a rich tapestry as a city, and public art gives a way to tell those stories, and it gives a way to get art in front of more people. Uh, we, we have great museums here, great galleries, uh, but sometimes going through the door can be a barrier for people. So if we have art out on the streets where people walk around, uh, it, it can inspire them, and it has. Like we were, out the project right up here by jury uh, is of an African-American woman, big flower, and a young uh, woman and her young daughter were walking by several times as we were working on that project, and like, we're so excited to see, to see that project going up, and, and that girl was like, the, the mother and the daughter were just genuinely happy and excited to see that, and it, like, those are the things, that's why we do it, because we want everyone to love the city as they walk around and see something that connects to them. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times, I'm, my office is right over here on, on the other side of this uh, parking lot, and uh, I walk out here and I see people posing in front of, especially the mural that's here against Startup because that's um, very photographable. Uh, it's easy to take a photograph. So uh, I see people posing in front of it and talking and uh, know sharing I guess they're Instagramming I don't know but that always makes me feel really good and with the new murals I've seen that repeatedly just walking up third street is it because there are several now stopping taking pictures taking their phones out posing in front of it so uh, 
it's you, your your mission's working. What you Thank set out it, to do. It's it's totally humbling when we're out doing stuff and see people stop and take pictures in, in front of these. It's 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 amazing. Yeah, and, and in fact, just the other day, two days ago, that happened, and uh, there were two young women, and one of them stopped and just and looked at the mural and said, you know, and basically said that's amazing, and then they started taking pictures. I think murals are having a moment now, I think, be, because of social media and because of Instagram. Uh, that's how we find a lot of artists, find out what's going on. It's a way for artists to promote themselves, but it also breaks the murals out. While we're doing these murals for the city of Harrisburg, people are taking photos of them and sharing them across the world. And we're like, across the world, there's other mural festivals. Our projects are getting reposted by like, mural projects in Taiwan, in Las Vegas, in Hawaii. So like people from around the world are looking at what Harrisburg is doing. So let me just change the subject here yeah. slightly. Uh, I think maybe some people are wondering, and I've actually gotten this question from people, uh, the name Sprocket, how did that originate? Yeah, so Meg and Liz had had some conversations prior to me about what a name might be in an organization. So they were like, they settled on the names, they like the name Sprocket. Um, both it feels and sounds very industrial, um, and it's sort of about doing stuff. Uh, but really, like, Sprocket is the gear and the bike that connects all the pieces to kind of make it work. And that's sort of how we view ourselves. We're connecting, basically, what we start, we're connecting walls, we're connecting artists, and we're connecting funding to make projects happen, so we're sort of like that gear, just just turning those things uh, to add art around. Okay, so then let's get down to the nitty gritty. How do uh -oh. you how do you select? Well, we already talked about Meg scoping out walls. Yes, but how ultimately? What are the criteria for you usually to select a wall? Right when when we first started, so we've been doing this for about five years now. Our our criteria was like, who's crazy enough to let us paint on their wall? Uh, and as we did that a couple times, uh, people started to like them, so we started to get better walls. And how we kind of choose walls is a combination of uh, location and visibility and sponsors. Uh, this mural festival that we just wrapped up, where we added, uh, added more projects here on 3rd Street, one of the things that we're looking to develop as an organization is sort of a mural trail that as soon as you get off the train, you can start seeing art and explore our wonderful city. Uh, so we have projects now two blocks from the train station all the way up here past um, Riley. So it's a walking spine down third that you can go most of the way and, and see some art. And about the only span of that where there isn't art, there's the Capitol building. So you can look at that and then continue looking at art. There's a lot of art inside the Capitol building. There is. Building. A lot of beautiful murals inside. And the rich, so we, Harrisburg has this rich history of murals. Uh, it's kind of hidden away in the Capitol building, but Edwin Austin Abbey uh, was a world-renowned muralist. He happened to die, uh, and so like his projects went to Violet Oakley, who was like the first female paid muralist. Um, as, and so like there's a history of this sort of art here in Harrisburg, so it's in and actually, it's an honor to be able to add to it. So once you see a wall that you like, you're covering this wall, what happens next? How do you approach the owner? Um, how, how, does, how does that happen logistically? Uh, sometimes it's a, and 
And so Meg tends to be the one here that covets these things and does a lot of this, but it, sometimes it's a knock on the door. Like, this is literally how, I like your wall, can we paint it? Um, <laughs> which seems weird. Um, and our first mural festival two years ago, it was definitely a leap of faith when people were like, what? So it, knocking on the door, if that doesn't do the trick, we'll use um, Dauphin County records and see who owns the property. Uh, so we've spent way more time on that than I ever thought we would tracking down property owners. And then so we find who ultimately owns the property and then get their permission and a, a contract that allows us to paint their wall. Uh, through the mural festival, the contracts that we have with wall owners are a five-year agreement. Uh, that means that they agree to maintain it, not touch it for five years, and we agree to like help maintain it for those five years. Uh, these, the murals that we're putting up, uh, we're following best practices that were started in LA and then were refined at the Philadelphia Mural Arts Program uh, over their 30 years. So with the right maintenance, these, these projects will be up for 30 plus years. Yeah. And how do you select your artists? So uh, we have a local pool of artists that, that when we're doing some local projects we reach out to, but for like big projects like the Mural Festival, we held an open call. Uh, for artists, so we promoted that uh, through some like artist channels on the internet and especially like street art and public art forums where artists uh, tend to congregate and push it out through our social media. Uh, for this, this festival, we got 300 applications from across the world to come to Harrisburg and paint. We had to whittle those 300 down to 12, uh, so that was no easy feat. Mm. What, so what kind of criteria did you use? Yeah. What was the judgment? So we actually, uh, I mentioned earlier that uh, diversity of voices is important to our projects. So Meg and I or our board didn't want to be the ones that had this ultimate say. So we had a panel of about 12 different people um, from all sorts of aspects of Harrisburg um, with varying backgrounds to kind of rank their top artists and give us their top artists. So we had like this this top artist list that then we had to kind of curate from. Uh, we try and mix up a few things with the projects. So when you're doing 12 projects at once, we want to make sure there's a variety of styles. Uh, we don't pretend that you're going to love every one of our murals, uh, but there will be one that you do love. I, I feel pretty confident in that. So we try to mix up style. We try to mix up, mix up background and location of artists. So we brought in some artists from international, some international artists, we've had a lot of internationally born artists, national artists, and then local artists too. So we, we weigh local artists and national artists all kind of together and try and curate it based on what we need, style, size of wall, and uh, kind of what we're looking for. You do have a great diversity of styles and subjects. Thanks. How, how do you decide, oh, I'm going to put uh, big... Big, big flowers on, on the Berg's wall, or I'm gonna put this person here. How do you come up with the subject of the art? So we try and allow the artists to do that as much as possible. We are, so Sprocket is a nonprofit. We get donations and support to keep it going. At, the high enough, high, at a high enough level of sponsorship, you can choose the so, was theme. Was that a pitch? Yeah, it was a pitch. So if anyone wants to sponsor future <laughs> murals, you can choose the theme. Uh, but, but with that, Harrisburg has like a few regulations that we have to abide by, and one of them is 
zones encoding as far as like signage goes. Uh, so say Need across the street wanted us to do a mural for them and paid us so we did it. We could not paint a giant slice of pizza on Need's wall because it would go beyond the advertising or, or their, their signage limit. Uh, so there, there's some thought in that. But at the highest level of sponsorship, they're able to choose a theme. Uh, it's kind of loose. A couple of those that you'll see are um, down just north of Riley is, um, it was the former house of um, the bicycle shop, Underground Bicycle. And so it is garbage kind of looking like it going into a vortex and flowers coming out. Lakswama Lancaster County Solid Waste Management Authority uh, sponsored that one of turning uh, trash into beauty because they, they actually um, turn all of our trash into energy. Uh, so, so something like that, the artist could interpret it. Members first did one, it's on uh, Market Street across from the Rite Aid, it's up high and it has, two hand, it has a bunch of hands kind of touching each other. That was a great one where the, the history of members first, we kind of had to tease this out because they were, they were thinking like bankers and not like artists. Um, so, so their thought of what should be on there was very literal. Uh, and, and so when we got down to like the heart of what they were as an organization, um, and I know I'm talking about a bank and we're being sponsored by M&T, so big thank you for M&T for sponsoring tonight. Uh, but they, so- don't, don't cut us off, please. Right, um, members, um, so their, theirs was about community members helping community members, and so our artists took that and interpreted it with these hands helping each other. And if you look closely, the hands are all sliced up, fingers are kind of cut off, sounds much more gory than it really is. Uh, but it's to symbolize that it's like we can all help each other despite our shortcomings too. Um, so there's some themes chosen at a broad level, but we really want our artists to feel like they have the interpretation that they want to. So yeah, one of my favorite murals actually is the one that you mentioned that is uh, on the wall of the former bike shop. Mm -hmm. so, but I didn't know the story. I didn't realize that that was a Luxwama wall and that yes. what that was what that was supposed to represent. It's just really cool. It is really cool. Um, yeah, actually, I guess Big Brothers Big Sisters just moved into that building. Yeah. So and, and that one, if you look at that one, so that one was done by Key Detail is his artist name, and it was all done freehand with aerosol spray paint. So it's, when you look at some of these walls and understand how they do it, it's, it's even more impressive. Mm. Okay, excellent. Um, so uh, when you go about the process of trying to paint a, a specific mural, is there anything uh, are there any problems with the city? Or are there any issues with regulations that you have to address? Our, our, our wonderful city. Uh, it, city Hall is good to us as far as they like, they don't fund us. They try not to get in our way. Uh, so th this, there are very few regulations that we have to abide by. I mentioned earlier the zoning and signage stuff. So we have to make sure what we're painting isn't an advertisement. Uh, and then we additionally have to make sure we have to watch where we paint in the city. The city has historic districts, and so if we want to paint anything in a historic district that hasn't already been painted, we have to go before HARB, the Harrisburg Architectural Review Board, to get their approval. Uh, very early on, uh, four years ago, uh, before our first festival even, 
we started working with, with Harb on some smaller projects and they started to understand what we were trying to accomplish. So it allowed us to kind of, I don't wanna say fast track, we still have to do everything and go through all, go through that, but they understand what we're going through and it takes a lot less um, questioning and a lot less review. Uh, but if it's already painted or it's not in a historic district, the, the city doesn't have uh, oversight over public art at this time. Mm, okay. Yeah, I've been to a couple of HARB meetings and uh, for various issues and then like Meg is there. <laughs> and so she just goes before the board and they're like, oh, you again. Yes. You, yeah. you know, you know what you're doing. So they vote to say right. yes. And we, I mean, you know. That's because we, we, we did also, we had to provide all sorts of history, all, all the materials and supplies we use, and we put kind of a guide together for them that will help them with other art projects too. So tell us about the mural festival. So you've now had two of them. How did you go as an organization from doing just kind of random murals to deciding, no, what we really want to do is we, we want to put up 15 murals in 10 days or whatever it's been. Uh, how did that happen? Insanity? It, yes. Yeah, it, no, uh, it was a, a, a big dumb idea that we thought we could do. Uh, so we, we had a few under our belt. Uh, most notably it was the one here on Startup. The one here on Startup was a Kickstarter project. So we funded that in part through Kickstarter. So we, we built um, kind of a network there. And understanding the amount of work that went into one, it's it's, it might sound counterintuitive, but scaling up to 10 didn't seem like that much more work. You're just gonna clump it all together. How silly of you. Right, and so, I mean, it is more work. But uh, as far as like economies of scale, it allows us to save money on lots of purchases when we're buying in bulk, allows us to negotiate better deals for our lift rates. Uh, but it was just like, hey, this is fun. What if we can do 10 in 10 days? Uh, and that was two years ago and we ended up doing uh, like 16 in 10 days, we had a little bit of scope creep, uh, and and a, a mural festival isn't an, a totally original idea. These things exist around the country and around the world, and so there are some models that we looked at uh, and tried to figure out which one would work. We reached out to festival organizers to try and figure out their best practices. Uh, so so it was something we've seen other cities do, and we, we thought, why not give it a shot? So we've had two successful ones, I think. I think that you have, but the mural festival, the two that you had, haven't just been, oh, let's paint a bunch of stuff. You know, it's actually been a huge event. You've had, you know, of course, the block party on State Street, which has been um, amazing. You've had this large opening party, which I know because I emceed it. Um, you. You've had various events, educational events, Q&As with, with artists, et cetera. So it's not just supervising all of this great new art is really creating a, a, a long-term 10-day long event which is a whole other lift right yes, so yes that, thanks for acknowledging that that is a so it's one thing to paint the murals it's a whole different thing to put on a festival uh, and run events kickoff parties uh, a block party our block party this year we think had somewhere between six and eight thousand people show up so so some some big big events and really Sprocket would not have been able to do this without the support of Leadership Harrisburg. Uh, Leadership Harrisburg is a, a great program for training leaders in the region, and they work with different nonprofits to help them uh, on whatever their need might be, whether it's a strategic plan or for us, they helped put together a playbook of how to run these 
festival components of the mural festival. So like the block party and how to do a, a kickoff party. Uh, so we were very lucky to work with them and they put this all together uh, because it was not something that Meg or I or any of our team had time for that first year. And because of that, we've been able to build a network of people who are good at things that we're not good at. And those are some of those. So like, Brianna, shout out to Brianna Crowley, who really helped plan the VIP party this year, and uh, Megan Jones, who coordinates the uh, HBG Flea with Mary. Like she, she helped plan the block party. Uh, so it's really been a labor of love by a lot, a, a lot of people. Yeah, you have some amazing volunteers who are working for you. We, we, we're, we are very lucky to have lots of people that are interested in helping us and supporting us, um, whether that's building scaffolding, priming walls, or running PR like Karen does for us. It's, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. So this doesn't cost any money, right? No, totally free. Yeah, no, it's, it's free to you, free for no, you to enjoy. Right. Uh, for, for, us, for us to run it, uh, this year we had to raise close to about $150,000 to, to make the, the festival happen. Uh, we, we hit our goals. We, our first year, or so two years ago when we had our first mural festival, uh, looking back, the, the people that in, in invested in us and really invested in art in the city were taking a huge leap, thinking that we, were, we could do 10 murals in 10 days, and we, we did. This year's uh, sponsorships came a little bit easier, I think, because we had a proven concept. Uh, but a mural project, like any of these that are out here on these walls, cost somewhere between ten dollars and $15,000 potentially to execute depending on a few factors but so we have to budget for that plus the the festival itself and we we're probably well over that dollar amount raise when you include in kinds that Hilton helped us house artists city house bed and breakfast helped us house artists um, we, we we got a lot of support from from everyone in the, the area so what did you learn from the first one that helped you with the second one ask for help Okay. Uh, That's the biggest lesson. Yeah, yes. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think, well, it comes with doing something new that you don't know what you don't know. Uh, and so Meg and I, like, worked around the clock during the first mural festival. I mean, we were installing a mural on the underside of the Strawberry Arcade on 3rd Street, like, at 2 a.m. so we could shut down the street. So, like, literally around the clock doing stuff. Uh, and... What we learned from that is, is we were able to get through that first festival, but that we could not be a sustainable organization if that's how we needed to operate. Uh, it took a toll on both of us, and we basically like hibernated for a year uh, just to kind of recover. So this second festival, I mentioned some of the people that, that helped us out, and, and so Lauren helped with some sponsorships, and we had Drew ran our social media. So we really realized that in order to do this, it couldn't be two people, it couldn't be four people, it had to be a city, and I, I think we felt really good this year with our, our ability to delegate and our ability to sort of like open this organization up beyond ourselves, and, and now it's, it's gonna have a life of its own beyond Meg and I. Yeah, so what's been, what would you say, the single greatest challenge so far? Hmm. All right, that's a good question. You told me you are gonna give me easy ones. <laughs> um, the I didn't tell it, you that. No, I, well, I, I think the greatest challenge in, in all of this, uh, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a, a people pleaser, and, and Meg 
if I could speak for her, is a bit of a people pleaser. So. Uh, and, and so not every project can make everyone happy all the time. Uh, so so that's, that's probably the greatest challenge is knowing that you're trying to do something good and then getting some negative feedback, sometimes very warranted, either because of blind spots or just because it's unavoidable. Uh, um, so trying to manage that and kind of manage expectations, both our own and the community, uh, I, I think that's probably the greatest challenge because we, we want everyone to love them as much as we do and be okay with us making noise in, at midnight outside their apartment. And, and we, we know not everyone's excited like that. So tell us the single craziest thing that's happened. Uh, what story really sticks out and you, you think to yourself, well, that, that was just weird. There's, there's, a, there's a couple. So probably the Army-Navy surplus store, this is a really, this is one of those weird projects. So we approached the Army-Navy surplus store up on 3rd Street. Uh, Safer. Yeah, 3rd third, third and Safer there. Uh, two years ago about a project. And the, the owner was just not interested. Um, uh, and he's grumpy. He, I wasn't going to say it, but yes, <laughs> he, he can be. I'll say it. He's uh, grumpy. He, he can be. Uh, and so Meg stopped in again this year and was like, uh, can we do this? And talked to his wife. And his, his wife kind of was a little softer. And so Meg like, massaged that a little bit and was like, well, what, what could we put out here that would make you happy? And so they talked about flowers and nature, which is fine. That's uh, an acceptable subject. So we're like, all right, that, we can work with that. And we went back to kind of finalize things. And the owner of the Army-Navy surplus store had changed his mind and had said, um, uh, the only thing you can paint is an American flag. And there, there, there's a place for American flag murals, but that's not the organization we're choosing to be. Uh, and, and so we said, well, that's not going to work. We would really like to. Can you, do you think there's any way? And so they wish-wash around, and it, we, so we kind of kind of tabled it and said, well, I guess this wall's not meant to be. Uh, at the same time, we got approached by a sponsor, PA Preferred, that said we, would, we, we want a mural on the theme of sort of agriculture. And we're like, all right, that, that might work um, with the Army-Navy surplus store. And then... We really said is, do we want to approach them again about this project? Uh, and we expressed our concerns with PA Preferred, said, we think we have a wall for you. We think we've got a great spot, but we're not sure it's going to work out. Uh, it's on the side of the Army-Navy surplus store. Uh, he's very patriotic, asked us for an American flag. And PA Preferred was, said, well, we're, um, we're starting a new program where we're training veterans to learn how to be farmers. And so we said, that's perfect. We can do some sort of farming veteran mural that would make everyone happy. And that, so the owner was very happy with, with this, uh, and it worked out well. And then the story just goes, so the artists that we chose, uh, Giovanna Sarver and Emmeline Zhu, Giovanna had a very, like, her, I hope I don't mess this up, but I'm going to, her, her father died about a year ago, and she was having some just, like, personal reflection time and was like, I really need something here uh, and the next day we reached out to her about the project and 
her grandfather had returned from like World War One, World War Two, at this farmhouse that they lived in, and this farmhouse had been in Giovanna's family forever. It was very s symbolic of her father, and it fit in perfectly. So she was able to paint a soldier coming home from war, like and her family's farmhouse at this time that she was reflecting upon her past from this project that like we were able to turn in to fit into this wall. So that's, that. I mean, that's one of those kind of crazy things that things kind of fall into place. Huh, that, that's very touching. I didn't know that. <laughs> and when I said crazy, I was thinking like wild and this, yeah. this cra oh, crazy you, in this case. You want like a streaker like, or something? Things, come, things coming together. Right. Give no. me a streaker, Jeff. All right. <laughs> no, they, oh. there may, maybe a wild one is, so, so this, the, the project that's out here is done by Crystal Wagner. Uh, the mural, it's bioforms. It's based on some of her paper cuts. And that project was actually, so we did a Kickstarter, had money. She was traveling the world at the time doing art projects. She had a very short window. We, we learned a lot on this one. We did not have our contract secured with the wall owner. Our contract fell apart right before she was scheduled to paint. So we had an artist with like a two week window. We had money that we had committed to a project. We had supplies and we had no wall. The wall fell through. Yes, and, and, and so we quickly scrambled to find this great wall here. Um, and again, because some relationships Meg has was able to, to help make those connections. So that was, that was a little crazy too, especially like sweating it when you're like, where are we gonna put a project? Yeah, I remember when that happened. Yeah. yeah, actually, I think when I asked you that question, that's what I had in my mind, that story. <laughs> oh, so I got to what you wanted, got it. Thank you for complying. You're welcome, anytime. Uh, okay, so what's, what's, what's next for Sprocket? What's, what are you guys doing next? What are, so we recently- uh, I know we, you're taking a breath right now after we, the we, Festival. We are, we are taking a breath right now, reflecting, seeing on what we can do there. We're looking to do a festival again. Uh, I don't wanna make a official announcement in case you like it this is recorded and you'll be like, he said it. Uh, but a two year cycle seems to be a good thing for us uh, as far as like organization and fundraising. So to do a, a, another festival in two years uh, seems like it's a reasonable goal for us as an organization. We've also recently incorporated our own 501c3. We have our own board now. So, so we have, we're a little bit more mature as an organization. So some of the next goals too are kind of looking at us as an organizational, as an organization and what it takes to make us sustainable. Because uh, right now we're 100% volunteer run. Uh, I don't take any salary or any money. Meg doesn't take any salary or any money. Uh, we, if we're painting a project, we get paid. Uh, we're, we'll see where the numbers come in, if we have any administration that, that we can draw from for this festival, but our, our goal is not to get, our. As we're moving forward, we're looking at how we can uh, pay someone, pay a staff to help organize the organization. Uh, so I, I think growth as an organization is really what we're looking to uh, for the next year, just internal. Okay, great. It's not exciting, but it needs done so these things will go on for a while. Okay, fantastic.
Who has a question? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Great question. So if you want to volunteer, if you want to volunteer, if you have a wall that you own that you want to give to the good, or if you're an artist interested in getting on our list, it feels so impersonal to tell you this, but go to our website and like our contact us form. There's like drop downs, whether you're an artist, a wall owner, or a volunteer. Perfect, thank you. And, and so that, that really, because we're volunteer run, that helps us organize everything in the back end to make sure we don't lose anything. I, I have probably been guilty of like taking someone's information and then it never going anywhere. So it getting in there like allows us to make sure it's where it needs to be. And then when we have volunteer opportunities, we just mass email. Uh, and we have artist opportunities, we mass email. So uh, that's the best way to do it is our website, www unnecessary, but sprocketmuralworks.com. Great. Next question. What's your favorite mural? They're, they're like What's kids? your favorite they're, child? Right? That's what they say. Yeah. They're, like, they're like kids, right? Yeah. Which, which one's your favorite? Yeah. Um, they, so my, my favorite one is, is not a public project, which is sad, maybe. Uh, it is in... Kinder, uh, it is in an elementary school in Mechanicsburg. So as Meg and I were getting started, we, we were doing some artist residencies. So we would go into schools and do mural projects in schools. And this project was with kindergartners and how can you not love creating a mural with kindergartners? And it was, we, we talked about shapes and landscapes and we created like a low poly kind of look of a landscape. So it was all solid shapes that we taped out. So the kindergartners could paint it. Uh, and it was just a really fun project. And it was like really, I think, what like bonded Meg and I as like friends and as business partners to like keep moving forward with Sprocket and really gave us the energy and the excitement to, to see how this could grow. So that's, that's probably my favorite one. So it's at Mechanicsburg Elementary School. Okay, well, I, I don't have the disadvantage of sentimentality, so okay. I, I'm going to put in a vote for the mural, the new mural on the back of International House, because I am just blown away by that one. Yes, that, that one's uh, done by Marka27, it is, this, it's the big pink one with two women on it, it's absolutely gorgeous, and it is like a hidden gem. Mm. Yeah, yes. that, that, is, that is the only thing against it, is down this alley, and you mm -hmm. have to find it. Yes. Can I tell his story? Yeah. How we? Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was on Queer Eye, but like, so yeah, he. You watch Queer Eye. Mark is on Queer Eye. He helps Bobby do a house. Um, so actually, he he reached out to us, um, because he was interested in coming. I I don't think it was me that told you a story, because I don't know this was. Hmm. Anyways, he was on Queer Eye. <laughs> reached out. Uh. He's super talented and like at a very high caliber. Uh, he's one that like w has a name for himself already, um, but is helping put Harrisburg on the map with his projects. Uh, these artists all share how the cities they they share how the cities treat them. They share what it's like to go there for the festival, and all of the artists were so excited to be here in Harrisburg, and they they said. The, the positivity that the community gave them w was was just wonderful. 
I mean, probably, probably one of my favorite stories to highlight that in this festival is Nathaniel Art. So he, he did one a little farther out. It's on Paxtang. Uh, so if you're out near the Harrisburg Mall, Paxtang kind of cuts under. It's this underpass. And he was working there uh, for the whole festival. And he said he had to turn on his headphones and just ignore everyone because it was just the whole time he was there, people were screaming at him in good ways. Like, love it, great job, awesome. And so much so that like he caused an accident. There, there was someone that was so excited about the mural and was looking at it and was talking to him that they rear-ended the person in front of him. Oh, I so, didn't know that. Yes. So, so we, <laughs> we, we, we have like, yes. Yeah, Do you have liability insurance for that? We, we have lots of insurance. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so during the mural festival, uh, the Berg's office was used somewhat, something as a staging and shelter area because it was 95 freaking degrees every day. Uh, so we had a lot of artists in there and a lot of their supplies and equipment and stuff, which we were, we were happy to do. But um, I, I was happy for it because I got to meet a number of the artists and, really, and talk to them. And almost universally, they said how much they loved Harrisburg and how much they loved being here and uh, all the amenities and they would go down to zero day and go drinking or you know go down to McGrath's or all, all these places, which apparently in a lot of other places that they go to because they travel all over the place, uh, they don't have such ready accessibility to such wonderful things that we have here, that I, I was told. Yeah, and it, we had a lot of hospitality sponsors, like a lot of local businesses donated gift cards to the artists, so it gave them a reason to walk around too and enjoy those, those great amenities that we do have all within walking distance of the spine of art. Yeah, so that was, that was very good to hear. And, and some of the amazing, uh, some of the, uh, all of your artists really are amazing and some of them are truly world-class. And oh, yes. you've flown them in from Chile or uh, yeah, various um, places. Yeah, we, Vera Primavera came in from Ecuador. Uh, so she, the, her project is the one on Locust. Uh, she focuses on like strong females. So right there across from like Arugas on Locust. Uh, she came in from Ecuador. Uh, a lot of our artists have international roots. Uh, the one we mentioned on the old bicycle shop, uh, they, those two artists are from Belarus. Uh, Jury, who has the one across the street here, she was Tokyo born, born in Tokyo. Uh, Jeremy Nichols, who did one in the Strawberry Arcade, was born in Tokyo. Uh, Victor Marca 27 is a Mexican born artist. Um, we've had Italian born artists. So, so it's just like it's this, this international flavor, which I, Harrisburg has some international culture, so it's great. Okay, mm. any other questions? Yes? Yes, so, yes. So there, there are a couple different ways to make murals. One is to paint, when you think about murals, you probably think you just paint directly on the wall. That's like, a typical way or, or one way to do murals. So we do have artists that paint directly onto the wall. Uh, so juries that I, I keep mentioning that's right out here, she used a, acrylic paint. We use a high quality acrylic paint and just painted right on the wall. Uh, right behind that is Nick Napolitano's like big blue eye piece. He painted directly on the wall using aerosol spray paint, acrylic like aerosol cans, uh, spray paint cans. Uh, and then another way to do it is on a fabric called parachute cloth. 
It's like a misnomer. It is not a parachute cloth. Do not jump out of a plane with this. Uh, it is. It is actually like a like a liner in clothes. So like the your neck collar stuff or like the backing of you, if you do any embroidery, it's sort of like that fabric. Uh, and so we we work on those. We work on that. Uh, we trying to be a lean nonprofit, we don't really have a physical space or physical studio space. So we, we try and find friends or, that allow us to work in their spaces. So Emmeline and Giovanna's, who I mentioned that's on the side of the Army-Navy surplus store, they worked out of uh, the Millworks. Uh, we've had artists in here at Startup working. Uh, a couple years ago, we cut hundreds of stencils for an artist in here. Uh, so if the artist doesn't have room to work on the parachute cloth, uh, we try and find them space. Um, Arthur Haywoods, who's the astronaut on State Street, he did a combination. So Forster Street. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, correct. Thank you. Forster Street. Yeah, on Forster Street. Back of Capital Joe. Yes. Um, so so he he painted on a lot of his detail on parachute cloth, and adhered that to the wall, and, and then finished his details around it. Uh, so parachute cloth is then you paint directly on it. This fabric you paint directly on it, and then you use like a, it's a gel medium, intense glue, intense gel medium that you back it to the wall, so it's like an intense wallpaper. Uh, and this is the, the same same process that was started in LA, and that, so it was started on parachute cloth, which is where the name continued from, uh, refined in Philly, and so those are some of those projects are, are hitting their 30-year mark with this process. So that's why we anticipate them to continue to live. Um, yes. Yeah. Great. Any other questions? Yeah. Yes, Priscilla. So how do you uh, hope to improve the manufacturer's connection? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel pretty good about the way it went, but it's like working out all the details, like. Um, I think continuing to increase the caliber of artists, we've already had like, we, we had artists reach out to us that like we, we love on Instagram that said, we wanna be a part of this, but we can't make this date. Tell us when the next one will be so we can schedule in advance. Uh, so I, I think continuing to up the caliber of artists and then improve those events that are in addition to the art painting. We had a, a lot of, we had a Q&A this time and we had the block party and I think just continuing to re re refine those um, and find the exciting and interesting walls and artists. Are you gonna be doing any one-offs? We, we, we will be doing some one-offs this next year. Um, some, uh, some of the sites we're, we're looking at um, and this is not, it's just like how our brain's working. Uh, we're looking for at some partnerships with Tri-County Community Action up in Allison Hill as we continue to expand this trail beyond downtown and midtown. And we're also looking to do the Mulberry Street Bridge. Uh, so it was a house of a mural for 10 years uh, and bridge construction removed that mural. Uh, it still exists on these really heavy panels that are trying to find a home, uh, but that bridge now has become a magnet for graffiti and vandalism, uh, and that's because that public art isn't there. When it was, there was a mural on that bridge for 10 years, and there was like one, one incident of graffiti, and that same strip of bridge now has no mural on it, and there's 
one new piece of graffiti every day. Uh, and so it's kind of covered in tags and bad graffiti. So that's one of the spots that we're, we're looking at. So kind of our, our organizational goals is to expand a little bit beyond the spine now that we have here in Midtown, downtown. Great. So one of the things that we look at with those, so we love all the murals that exist around the city. So there's that one on City Island that's aged, and then there's one by Tony Truesdale on McClay that's aged too. Um, there's a bit of beauty in them as they age. Uh, the, the one on City Island we get asked a lot about because it's, it's starting to deteriorate pretty good. That, one's, that one specifically is backed by earth, so it's like concrete on ground. And that, that serves as like this moisture, it just adds moisture to it, so it'll increase the deterioration speed. Uh, so it's more expensive, it's more expensive to restore a mural than it is to paint a new one. And that, that project is specifically, is kind of challenging. And, and so we're kind of shying away from, from those, be, from the restoration piece of it at this point, uh, because we think there's a lot of places we can continue to add new art to. And, if there's enough interest and funding to do something like that, we would explore that. But right now, that's not an avenue we're, we're trying to get into. Any other questions? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're encroaching up on, on 40 in the, the Harrisburg area. Um, and depending on how you count our public art projects, we're like o over 100. And I say that because we helped coordinate the ducks with the Downtown Improvement District. We worked with the Downtown Improvement District to do electrical boxes around the city. Uh, so there's, there's about, yeah, about 40 murals in the Harrisburg region that are public. And um, we've done additional ones in York, too. I think you've also served as inspiration for a couple of other groups. I'm thinking of um, Color Carlisle in particular. Yes, Color Carlisle is doing some some great projects, and and they've reached out to us and we're good friends with them. And, and yeah, I think that's one of the things we set out to do. Like, it's great to s put a mission statement and be like, we want to inspire. And when you see some of these ripple effects, it's 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 rewarding and and great because it's paying forward beyond what we're doing right here. Great. I, t I tend to do a lot of our grant writing, and so I got into murals I mentioned through grad school. I wrote a, wrote a book on how to, do, how, to, how to paint murals. I like, did a lot of research on art as, um, art as like, um, like public performance and, and art as community building. So I have like a chapter published in a book, so there's like, and I use some research, there's some great research out of UPenn so UPenn um, is partners with the Philadelphia Mural Arts Program, which is the best mural arts program in the country, arguably the world. And so they have some research there that shows really the benefits of murals. And it's like to attract amenities, um, to inspire uh, community change, and, and to, to attract, inspire, and it re really it's like turn something into nothing. So there, there's like these, there's research out there. So going to a developer and saying, look at all the benefits, and there's more now in like placemaking. So I think someone mentioned like where we like to go. I think we'd like to go in some placemaking too. So how do you use a mural as a springboard for a pocket park? Or how do you use a mural as a springboard 
to uh, change the streetscape. So there's some research on creative placemaking also. Uh, so that stuff is available through Americans, Americans for the Arts. Uh, so there's some great research there. So approaching it with facts and, and then following up with our emotion and the fact that like this is really a thing that we love and want to do, I, I think is really what, what gave us sort of that leverage to get in. Great. Yes, there, there, so there, there is research out there on that very subject of like how, how murals improve public health. Uh, and some of the, I, I don't know the stats off the top of my head, but like one year out you can see some more positive interactions in the neighborhoods and communities. And this is like published research. And then two years out you see even more. And that, that is beyond like, this looks good. It's like health and the way the community interacts. Uh, so that research does, does exist and I, I think speaks to the power of our environment and what surrounds us. If I'll use the Mulberry Street Bridge for example. If you're walking past this graffiti lined road every day, you can start to think, man, this is, this is, this is all I deserve, this graffiti-lined road. And if you replace that with art that reflects who that person is in their soul or who the neighborhood is or who the community is, they can start thinking more positively about themselves and just think more favorably. And a lot of things are about how you view the world. And so like if, you can, if we can cause someone to look differently, I think that positive interaction or that positive thinking can really influence them beyond just that walk. Thank you. Thank you, Larry. Not too beaten up. No, okay. Thank you for listening in to the HYP podcast. Our next event will be in November, but you can learn more about this event series and others by heading to our website, hyp.org. I'd like to give a special thanks to our event sponsors, MT Bank, Startup Harrisburg, and The Berg Magazine. Also, a special thank you to Clark Stefanik for the recording and editing of this podcast. Until next time, keep building in The Berg. <laughs>